This is Magic and the Law of Attraction with Madame Pamita, episode 19. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Madam Pamita, and you're listening to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Well, I'm very excited for this episode because I love talking about past lives. It's one of the things that I do on my website, actually, is I offer not only tarot readings and spirit guide readings, but past life readings. And this episode, we're going to delve into that very, very deeply. But if you would like to get a past life reading and you don't know who to turn to, well, I am here for you and I am more than happy to do that. It's something I love so much. So you can go ahead and see about my services doing past life readings by going to parlorofwonders.com and checking out services and under services, checking out past life readings. So a couple of announcements before we get started in talking about past lives. If you are in the New Orleans area and you will be there in August of this year, I'm going to be at HexFest. This is August of 2018, by the way. I don't know when you're listening to this. But this August, on August 10th and 11th, 2018, I will be at HexFest in New Orleans, which is an amazing gathering of some of the leading lights in magic and divination, writers, authors, all kinds of amazing celebrities in the witchy world are going to be there. And I'm going to be having a booth where I'm going to be selling and signing my book. And I hope you'll join me. I might have some candles there. We'll see what I can do. Um, But I'll have some things for sale there at that booth. And uh, it'll be a great place for you to connect with me. And I hope to meet with you there. So if you haven't signed up for HexFest, you might want to check it out. It's at HexFest.com. And you can get your pass to come and check out all the amazing speakers, classes, workshops, and all that stuff. And hopefully see me. So hope to see you there. You can also see me online every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific time where I do my magical Q&A tea party. It's on YouTube and on Instagram. And if you go over to either of those at 5 p.m. Pacific, you can find me and I will answer your questions about magic, law of attraction, hoodoo, spell work, candles, uh, past lives, anything you you name it, anything spiritual, I answer those questions. So come on over, join us. We do it from 5 p.m. Pacific to 6 p.m. Pacific every Sunday. So I hope to see you over there and um, we'll have a chit chat and some tea and some fun. It's a good time. We always have a good time. So this week's question was sent in by Jackie from Minneapolis. And Jackie asked, um, can you talk about past lives and how you can access your past lives yourself, either with meditation or other ways? And perhaps this is mixed with the Akashic Records and how can we use our Akashic Records to get answers about our past lives as well? Well, this is a great question. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about all of that. I'm going to be talking about 
first of all, what a past life is or what we understand a past life to be. I'm going to be talking about what the Akashic Records are. For those of you who have not heard that term before, you'll get a little information about that. I'm also going to be talking about how to see your past lives and what you can gain through knowing about your past lives. So we got a lot of ground to cover here and it's all going to be fun. So let's get started. So the first thing is, um, what are past lives? So past lives are an understanding that we have about reincarnation, that the soul is eternal. And in Hinduism, we get the understanding of reincarnation, that we come back over and over again, learning a little more each time. And each time we gain some knowledge, gain some spiritual expansion, hopefully, and we get more evolved as a soul. So you don't have just this lifetime to experience, but you will have future lifetimes coming up, but you also have past lifetimes to learn from as well. Your soul is eternal. We know that to be true, that your soul is eternal and that we do not die and decompose, but that our soul goes on and has the option of coming back into a new body. Of course, it is always through our free will and through our creation that we do that. Time is a mental construct, however, and so when we think about time in a sense that, well, we lived, let's say, in medieval times or we lived in, um, you know, ancient prehistory, we actually are using and viewing that through our mental construct of time. If you get into physics or um, into kind of quantum physics, you understand that time is that construct and that actually all times exist at the same time. Um, we can see that, and if you understand a little bit about physics and astrophysics, we are looking back in time when we look at stars that are very distant because that light takes time to travel to us. So does that mean that we're seeing something that happened in the past, or is it happening now? So those are philosophical questions that surround this. But just suffice to say that the construct of time is is a mental construct that we humans come up with for sort of ordering and understanding the experience of our lives. So as we have these experiences and we have these lifetimes, we can learn from each one and going through that um, mental construct of the timeline, gain more knowledge as time goes on. Reincarnation is the best way that we have to describe the movement of the soul through that time and space. So it may not be the perfect answer. It may be, again, a mental construct, but it's the best one we have. And it certainly works in a lot of ways as a theory of what happens um, for the soul and why we have experiences that we look back on through our past life uh, readings or past life meditations and so on. It might not be entirely accurate, but it's the closest thing we have to accurate. So we're going to go with it. I always like to say that, you know, I'm always open for new information about that, but we have this theory that works very, very well, which is the idea of reincarnation and the idea of past lives. And we see evidence for, for it time and time again. And so we'll go with that. Um, what happens to us when we go in past lives? Well, first of all, past lives are lives that you've experienced in other dimensions, other time dimensions, and sometimes in space as well. It could be you had a lifetime on Earth, or you could have had a lifetime on another planet as well. Your soul is eternal, and distance is no object, nor is time a any object as well. What we do, to the best of my knowledge and through my own research in going into this, is that we go into, when our body dies, we go into a spirit form, and when we go and when we die, we go into pure positive energy. In that place of pure positive energy, there is no conflict, there is no 
contrast for us to create anything. If you're if you're in perfect bliss, what need do you have to create anything else? You just are experiencing bliss, right? But there can be a desire within us to have some kind of experience of some kind and some maybe even challenges of some kind or some contrast of some kind so that we can have the joy of creating a life. And so when we want to come back into physical form, we will then create the life that we want to have. So we may, for example, choose to be male or female or choose to be um, someone who has a certain life circumstances or be born in a certain location, all because we want to have those experiences that are going to lead us to creation, lead us to inspiration, and allow us to be in that pure spirit form of joyful, positive creation, given our life circumstances. So when we are in that space of pure, of pure positive energy and we're in spirit form, we then construct the life that we want. We don't pick a life that already exists. We don't pick it off the rack. We create it ourselves. So we we then come up with our sort of checklist of what we'd like to experience and then create that life. And then we go into that body and have that life, whether it's animal, physical, person, um, whether we want maybe even to be an elemental of some kind or have some kind of different experience. When we understand that our life experience is made out of choices, then we understand that we create the setup for our life and what we are going to do. It's like, I liken it, sort of an analogy I choose is like going to amusement an amusement park. So it, for example, in Southern California, where I am, we have lots of amusement park choices. We have Disneyland, we have Knott's Berry Farm, we have Six Flags, we've got all kinds of amusement choices when it comes to amusement parks. And so you pick the amusement park that you want to go to and spend the day at based on what it is that you want to experience. Maybe you want to experience lots of um, crazy roller coasters, then you'd go to Six Flags. Or maybe you want to experience a lot of visual delights. So then you might go to Disneyland where they have all the sort of animated characters and so on. But in a little bit, you know, that analogy falls a little short because if you can imagine when you're in the space of spirit, you have the ability to create the amusement park that you want. So it's completely made to order for what it is that you want to experience, which is an amazing, amazing thing. So if you can imagine having extending that a little bit, it's like saying, okay, well, I want to have an amusement park where I have this and that and the other experience and then going down and spending the day at that amusement park. Your soul wants to experience the creative aspect of having that life and that body experience and that life experience. So while you might not set up the details of your life, like you wouldn't set up the details about your amusement park experience, you would have some idea of what possibilities exist. But once you get there, you can make choices. Maybe you go to Six Flags and you decide to go on all the little kitty rides instead of going on the big roller coasters. Well, that is a possibility for you. You can make that choice once you get to Six Flags. And the same thing exists when we come down into this lifetime. We get to make the choices about what we do with our life circumstances that we have designed for ourselves and so that we can have this joyful experience. So when we go back to a past life, we are looking at a lifetime that we've experienced before with all its challenges, with all its triumphs, with all of the things, uh, life experiences that we've had back there, and we can learn from those life experiences. So how do we choose what past life to go back to and what 
when we do a regression or we look back at it, a regression is a way of looking back at that life or experiencing that life again. When we do that, how do we choose? Well, we can choose a couple of different ways. Number one, we can go back to choose a past life based on an interest we have in that culture or time period. This is one of the sort of most immediate ways that we can experience a past life. People will have an attraction to a certain culture or a certain time period that doesn't necessarily match up with their experience now. It could match up with your experience now, but maybe, for example, you're interested in um, Russia in the turn of the century and you have no Russian heritage. Well, that would indicate that you probably had a past life in that time and that interest is back in that time period because you had a lifetime there that you either want to resolve an issue about or that you enjoyed that life and you want to experience it again. You could also look at your hobbies or your interests or your professions or your avocations as directives for where you experienced a past life. So for example, I'll give you an example from my life. I painted, I used to paint a lot and I was I'm very, very passionate about art. I love art. I feel like I'm pretty good artist, but I always feel like I could do better, kind of critical of myself as an artist, you know. And I think that there's definitely a connection as I've done research into it and done the past life stuff where I've had a life, past life as an artist. It doesn't mean it's the only thing I do. I don't do it for a living, but it's something that I real ha really have a passion about. So that kind of passion that you have or hobby or interest or curiosity about something can be a, a good directive to show you what you um, at least experienced in a past life. You could look also at a recurring problem in your life. For, for example, maybe you have a fear of water and you don't know why you're afraid of water or you have a fear of flying and you don't know why you're afraid of flying. You've never had a bad experience. Well, you may have had an experience in a past life that has carried over into this lifetime and kind of like a PTSD about that subject, you still haven't gotten through it. So you can go back to that past life to resolve that issue, to understand that issue. You might also want to go back to a past life for looking at a connection you have to another person, a relationship. It could be a family relationship or a soul connection that you have to someone else. So for that, you know, to understand that, what, what does it mean to have a soul connection? Well, we use the term soulmates to indicate people that we have a soul connection to. But you notice I use the term soulmates, plural. Most people who are older souls, unless you're a very, very young soul, you've had multiple lifetimes. And as a result of those multiple lifetimes, you've brought through your choices, have brought people into your life and your, into your experience. And the people that you become close to over a lifetime become part of your soul group. They're the soul mates in your soul group. And so when you meet these people again in the current lifetime, you're going to have a immediate, instantaneous, deep connection to them. It's going to feel very comfortable, very trusting, very relaxed. Or you might have a very weirdly conflicted relationship with them where there's a lot of struggle, but you still feel really drawn to them and you still feel really attached to them. So those are the people that are in our soul group. And we may want to go back and look at those relationships and see where did those struggles come up from? Or where did I know this person that I'm so joyful and love so much? Where did 
um, that relationship originate? And that's a lovely, lovely way to go back and look at a past life. So those are the sort of questions that we can ask. Of course, we could just look randomly at a past life of any kind to just say, I want to look at a past life and it doesn't matter which one. So, you know, but if you have a directive, either because you want to look at your relationship to a person, you want to resolve a problem in this life, or you're curious about um, your connection to a certain hobby or a passion or a place or a time, and you want to find out what your connection is back to that, then those are definitely sort of roadmaps to lead you back to your past life. Now, to go and find information about your past life, you have to go into what is called the Akashic Records. And your Akashic Records are the library that holds all the information about all of your past lives and, because time is a mental construct, all of your future lives as well. So you go into the Akashic Records, and sometimes we can see these Akashic Records in meditation. If you you can feel them, of course, we talked about the different modalities. You can feel something, you can see something, you can hear something. The records are records, so they don't necessarily have to look like a library, although it can look like a library if that's the um, sort of the hologram that you want to create for it. But when you go back into the Akashic Records, you go back and you meet with a guide, and there's a guide or guides that are working in your Akashic Records that can help show you what your past life was or your future life was, is, to be. So when you go in, you can ask for those questions. For example, you can go and meet with your guides in your mind, do it through meditation or through focused intention or through daydreaming, which is like a meditation. You can go meet with your Ask for your particular guide that is working in your Akashic Records and can show you the highest vibration, most clear, and most useful information about your past life. So that guide will either show you, tell you, or give you a feeling about what that past life is. Sometimes people see it like a movie on a screen. Sometimes people read it like words in a book. Sometimes people are told the information through a communication with that guide. So there isn't really one way of doing it. It's kind of whatever way works for you, but you will get that information from your guide about your past life. Now, there are ways of reaching out and finding out more information about your past lives that um, little tools, I would say, to help you. Some of those tools for accessing the Akashic Records can be decks, decks of cards. And there's some specific decks for finding out information about your past lives that are very, very helpful. So I'll recommend, I'll tell you those those decks, and I'll also put links to those decks in my podcast on my site, but you can certainly look these up yourself and find them. So the first one I would recommend is Carolyn Mace. Um, she has a book called, a book, not a book, a deck called the Archetype Cards. And this deck has information about the different archetypes Archetypes are based on a concept that Carl Jung came up with, which are sort of model, I would say role models kind of, or models for different ways of behaving. So we can see things like, for example, the archetype of the prince or the archetype of the thief or the archetype of the mother. Those are all archetypes where we have an association. People have a a concept of what those things are, what those roles are that we play. So if you look at these cards, you can use these cards to access and find out who you were in a past life by reverently shuffling the deck and then turning over a card to see who you were in a particular past life. 
Another deck that's very, very useful and is specifically designed for working with past lives and uncovering past life information is the It's Your Karma cards. So they're called It's Your Karma cards. And that deck is a round deck um, that has different time periods in Earth's history and human history and different roles that people played. So you can turn over cards, for example, that says ancient Egypt uh, around 5,000 BC to 2000 BC. And the way you pull up the card will tell you whether you were a, a royalty or a priest or priestess or a slave or who you were in that time period. So that's another one that's very specific about not only about your role, but about the time period in the country that you lived in. Another deck that's got that uh, kind of more, but it's got a little more open-ended quality, is the Past Life Oracle deck. Now, that deck is out of print, but you can still find it used places, or you can find um, copies places. The Past Life Oracle deck will give you, again, kind of clues as to what your past life was. So it may have words like lovers or maybe something like childbirth or something like that. And it will give you a clue as to what that past life issue was or past life situation revolved around. And it can give you the connection between you and another person very easily. In particular, that deck is very, very good for that, finding your connection to another person. And it will tell you what was the thing that connected the two of you. There's another deck called Reincarnation Cards, which is uh, for awakening far memory. And those cards are very beautiful for um, opening up that um, energy. And lastly, there's, um, well, not lastly, second to lastly, there's the Phoenix cards. And the Phoenix cards are a deck that um, helps you to connect to certain cultures. So that, that deck will help you to understand your connection to a culture through looking at the images on the cards. Of course, you can also, if you're a tarot card reader, you can also use tarot cards um, if you're already familiar with those to sort of open up your intuition about what your past life was. But that's probably for people that are already familiar with tarot cards, less useful for somebody that doesn't have a familiarity with the cards. So that's one way of working and connecting to your past life is working with a deck of some kind. Or decks. Sometimes you work with, you know, when I do work with decks, sometimes I work with more than one. I'll pull up like the Past Life Oracle deck and I'll also pull up the archetype cards and get a little more information about, you know, the role somebody played and how that role played out in their connections to other people. Now, there's another way that you can do um, connect to your past lives, and that is through visualization. So one of the ways you can visualize is through guided meditation or through regular meditation. So with either the decks that are starting you on that path, you can use those decks to start you to focus that meditation, or you can just be very open-ended and see what images come to you. You can do a visualization or meditation. So before you use a deck or before you do a visualization, I start by entering the records with a request. An example of a request that I would make, I mean, you can speak from your heart and say this from your heart. You don't have to repeat these exact words, but here's a good guideline for what you would want to say when entering your Akashic Records. So I say, thank you, guides and guardians of the Akashic Records, for welcoming me into the library of my lifetimes. Thank you for allowing me access to wisdom that is crystal clear of the highest vibration and is most helpful to me at this moment in my current lifetime. So what that quality has, that sort of blessing or that, you know, kind of focus before we get started, it sets a ground rules for what we're doing. It's thanking the guides and guardians for allowing you to access the records. It's 
letting you access the records. And it's also saying you want information that's going to be helpful. Like you can't really download all the information on your Akashic records. It'd be way, 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 way too much information, way too much and too much of an overload. Nor do you want information that is garbled or that you can't make out. You want clear information and you want information of a high vibration that's going to be helpful for you. So that blessing that I say before enter, do work with the cards or enter into the Akashic records is a good one because it sets a precedent of what it is that you want to do while you're there. You want to access your records. You're thanking your guides for accessing, letting them access your records. And you're asking them to help you with clear information that's helpful to you at this time. Now, when you do that, you can then pull the cards to show you the information about that life, whether it's the connection to someone else or what role you played in that life or what culture it was from or whatever modality, whatever deck you want to choose. Now that you've got that little shard of information about your past life, you can meditate on that lifetime and see if your guides are going to give you any further information. So you may experience seeing yourself visually in your mind's eye. You may see yourself or see the culture or the people around you. Um, You may see yourself as like you're watching a movie. So you're watching yourself in that body from as a third person, like you're not in the body, but you could also see yourself in your body. You could hear voices telling you about that lifetime. So you might not be a visual person. You might be a more auditory person. If that's the case, you might hear about your lifetime in your mind's ears. So that would be someone, your guide telling you the story about that lifetime or actually hearing the sounds and experience things on an oral, you know, auditory level in that lifetime. Now, you may also be a clairsentient or a person that's more in touch with your body. And if that's the case, you may get a positive sensation in what I call your mind's body. So like your mind's eye, your mind's ear, or your mind's body. So you could get a smell. You could feel something like warmth or a tingling, or you could feel an emotion in your mind's heart, like feelings of peace or happiness or love, or get a feeling about that lifetime. Okay, so any modality that is stronger for you or some mixed modalities, maybe you're getting a little bit of more than one. So any of that is good information and information that you want to then process on the intellectual level once you emerge from your meditation. When you're finished having your experience seeing or hearing or sensing that lifetime, you want to say a thank you to your guides and close the Akashic Records. So Simple closure could be something like, thank you guides and guardians of the Akashic Records for sharing your wisdom. You can adapt that as you see fit. It's just a way of closing the Akashic Records so that you are done, you're finished, and now you can analyze what you've experienced on an intellectual level. Another way of accessing that that's a little more advanced than what I just described would be a system that I use when I do readings for people. Sometimes I start with the cards and sometimes I just go what I call going through the decks. Going through the decks is a mental construct because I don't actually, some, sometimes I use decks to get started and sometimes my guides say, you don't need a deck. You can just go through the decks in your mind. So going through the decks, you would do the same thing. You would start by asking your guides, thanking them for allowing you to access your Akashic records, the blessing, you know, asking for the highest vibration and most useful information. So at the point that you would be pulling the cards at that point, instead, you would do a visualization of a map of the world and home in on the where of that lifetime that you're going to be looking at. So I kind of visualize a map of the world and I just kind of 
go over it country by country or region by region and kind of zoom in on the place that calls to me. So it'll sort of pull me in some direction or it'll say, no, 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 no. Yes, this is the place. And so that's the way I home in on the location of that lifetime. Then I visualize a timeline of human existence and I home in on the when. So I can start at prehistory and say, you know, looking almost like at a visual timeline, go, is it, you know, you know, 20,000 BC, is it 10,000 BC, is it 5,000 BC, and so on, and go through that timeline and see where I say, no, 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 yes, where I get that yes of the time. Then at that point, you're going to do a who. So you've got the place, you've got the time, and now you're going to start to see and visualize the person's lifetime. So if you're doing a reading for someone else, this is how I do it for another person, for a client. But there's also you doing it for yourself. So you could start to see, do I see myself as male or female? What am I wearing? What does it look like around me? And so on. What is my age at this point in my life? What are my life circumstances? Do I look like I'm surrounded by wealth or do I look like I'm poverty or something in between? And so on. And then you can start to see other people around you, interactions that you have, people that are important to you, and so on. Once you've done that visualization, then you can go on, you know, do it until you're complete. And then once you're complete, thank your guides, close the Akashic Records, and you're done. A third way to access a past life is also just to get into pure meditation and visualization. Again, you'd ask your guides to allow you to see a past life in the Akashic Records. And this is a beautiful meditation visualization that you can do if you're a more visual person. So I want you to visualize a cool pool or a pond and visualize yourself and your body as it is now. And then when you're ready, dive into that pond and you dive into that pool And as you dive, you swim underwater. You can swim so beautifully. When you're ready, you emerge from the water and you come up to the surface. When you come up to the surface, you will look at the scene around you and the scene around you will be your past life. So you'll look at what does the land look like? Are there buildings? Is it country? What does it look like around you? Um, What are you, as you come out of the water, what are you wearing? Can you tell as your body female or male? Feel your body and sense what, you know, are you old? Are you young? Are you male? Are you female? Walk out in that surroundings there and see if you meet other people and see if you can see your home or your life circumstances and so on. And then when you're done with that visualization, you go back to the pool, you dive back in, you emerge from the water again, and you'll come back into your wakeful state. You want to thank your guides. Thank you for the information about my past lives and the you're ready to analyze that information. There's another way that you can access your past lives, and and that's a really interesting way, which is to use a pendulum. So a pendulum is a way to connect to your guides and to connect to your inner um, intuition. And so um, if you don't know how to use a pendulum, I recommend going to my videos. You can go to hoodoohowto.com or go to my website, parlorofwonders.com, go to instruction, go to how-to videos. And in it, I have a video that I made quite a long time ago on pendulum work. And you can go ahead and learn how to use a pendulum. Once you learned how to use a pendulum, you know that you can use it for asking yes and no questions. So again, you would ask your guides if you could enter the Akashic Records or ask them, you know, thank them and then, you know, ask them for the highest vibration information. Then you'd ask them for information about your past life. And these would be yes and no questions. So you could say, again, like we do with the going through the deck, you could go through different locations. Was I in Europe? 
Yes or no. Was I in Africa? Yes or no. Was I in Asia? Yes or no. When you get a yes, you can narrow it down to a certain region. Okay, let's say they said yes to Asia. Was I in China? Was I in India? Was I in Japan? Was I, you know, in Sri Lanka and so on? So you can look at different locations and narrow it down to where you were. Then you could look at a timeline. Then you can start asking questions. Was I male or female? You know, was I rich or poor? Was I rich? Yes or no. Was I poor? Yes or no? And so on. So once you're done, again, asking the yes or no questions, you've got your information, you then thank your guides for allowing you access to the Akashic Records and your session is done. So what do we do? Well, you know, I've given you several ways that you can access your past lives on your own. Of course, you can always um, have a past life regression, which is someone taking you through hypnosis and hypnotizing you where you then go back to your past life and you can transmit that information to the hypnotist and they can um, help guide you into exploring that past life. And you can also get a past life reading, something that I offer. I offer past life readings where the reader then tells you um, information about um, uh, your past life and you will sit and get the information from the reader. Um, so what do we gain by revisiting our past lives or going back into our past lives? Well, there's a lot to be a benefit actually in going and looking at your past lives. One of the things is that you get to understand the big picture of your soul's journey, meaning your soul has uh, a journey and going through many, many lifetimes and the growth and understanding where you've come from can tell you about where you are now and where you're headed. So there's information that can be there in that big picture of your soul and understanding and there's a peace actually that many people experience when they go into past lives, knowing that this lifetime isn't the only lifetime. And that, for example, if you meet a soulmate and you can't be together in this lifetime, you know you'll have another opportunity in another lifetime to get together. And that um, helps you to get some peace about that person or that circumstance you have with them in this lifetime. It also can help us to um, frame our life purpose. So often we see the same lifetimes experience you know, experiences showing up over and over again. Like, um, for example, for me, I've had a past lifetimes, plural, where I've been a musician and I love making music now and love experiencing music and enjoy music. It's a big part of who I am. So I understand that part of my life purpose is to be a musician and to enjoy and support other musicians in this lifetime. And that's a part of who I am. And you can find out those different experiences that you had to understand your life purpose in this lifetime. We can also understand our relationship to others. So if you want to look at a past life that you've had with someone else and you can understand why you have struggles or why things are so loving between the two of you, that's a beautiful way to understand that. We can also understand the origins of issues and resolve those issues. So like, for example, like I gave the example, you're afraid of water or afraid of flying. We can understand why we're afraid of water. Oh, maybe you had a drowning accident. You were a sailor and you drowned in a past life. So that would be your aversion to water. And once you go and experience that past life or understand that past life, and you know the truth that the soul is eternal, that really that lifetime was no big deal because you came back again, you will make peace with that lifetime and the experience that you had, and that fear will not uh, be so controlling of you and your life in this lifetime. So hopefully that gave you some good information about doing some past life work on yourself or understanding how to do past life work with somebody guiding you, either a hypnotist or a reader guiding you through your past life. But you understand now the importance of, uh, of understanding your past lives and delving into that. It's such a fascinating topic. It's one I want to hope to one day write a book about because it's such a great, great topic and something I'm really passionate about and I really love. So anyway, you got a little taste of it here on the podcast today. 
And that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you would like to get even more info about past lives, then you'll want to check out a book that I recommend. Actually, I haven't talked about it, but it's called The Instruction. And it's a book by Ainsley McLeod. It's a beautiful book that explains very succinctly and very clearly about past lives and understanding our soul's journey. So it's a book I really, really recommend. And if you want a past life reading with someone, you know absolutely that I do that. And you can book that online at parlorofwonders.com. Under services, you'll see past life readings. You can book one there. And please subscribe to my newsletter so you can find out when new podcasts are out. You can find out when new new YouTube videos are out. And you will get, if you sign up for my newsletter, a gorgeously illustrated book, ebook that I send to everyone who subscribes. It's called Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work. And if you go to Seven Secrets ebook or you go to my site, sevensecretsebook.com, or go to my site, you can get your free copy. If you want to buy a copy, it's available on my website too, under media. Um, I want to say another huge thank you to Jackie for her beautiful, inspiring question about past lives. If you have a question about spells, who do past lives, law of attraction, divination, or any other magical or spiritual topic, you can go to magicandthelawofattraction.com and submit your question there. Your questions are amazing. I love them. Keep them coming, folks. And if I choose your question for a future episode, you will get a $50 gift certificate to Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders. Uh, you can find Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders online at parlorofwonders.com. It's an esoteric emporium, spiritual apothecary, and a repository of arcane wisdom. Lots of arcane wisdom on there. Lots of educational stuff. Basically, the Parlor of Wonders is your one-stop shop for magical supplies, tarot readings, spells, classes, and a ton of free magical instruction. And everything that we've talked about, including past life stuff on there. I don't think I have too much past life stuff on there. I need to get on it, but it's all available at parlorofwonders.com. So head over there and check it out. And I want to say a huge thank you to the Allah of Attractioneers out there who have subscribed and shared this podcast on iTunes. This is a big deal. Getting your um, reviews and your beautiful, loving reviews on iTunes is so important to me because it helps other people find the podcast. So if you're on iTunes, go over and leave a review for this show. And if you do, and we pick it, we meaning me, I guess it's the royal we, (laughs) if I pick it as one of my favorites, you will get a free 30-minute tarot reading. And you could turn it into a spirit guide reading. No one's going to say no. You could do a 30-minute spirit guide reading, or you could do a past life reading with me. No one is going to say no. So you'll have a free 30-minute reading with me if we pick it for as our favorite of this episode. And we do have a favorite for this episode, and this person is going to get that free 30-minute reading with me. And that is Jane Jane 88. This is Jane Jane 88 says, I stumbled on a gem. Don't stumble. Jump over the gem. Pick up the gem. This is an absolutely wonderful podcast. Each episode is professionally put together with the right weight of content and information. Once you press play, you will be intrigued to stay on until the end. I have learned so much from listening to each and every episode. Please keep them coming. Jane, your wish is coming true. They are coming again. Yay. So um, be sure to go on to iTunes. And like Jane, you could be getting a free 30-minute reading with me. Jane, Jane, Jane 88, please email me at info at Parlor of Wonders and we will set you up with your reading. And anybody else that has um, gotten their um, their recommendation, their um, review in the past is chosen as our one, please get in touch with me at info at parlorofwonders.com. So let's see, what else do I have to say? Well, if you have, let's see, I think that's it. 
um, we, we're going to be doing more next week or next episode. I keep saying next week. I'm going to try and get them out every week, but we'll see how it goes. But um, next episode is going to be so great. And I'm so looking forward to it because we're going to be answering the question, how to set up a spirit guide altar. See, spirit guides can't stray too far from them. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. <laughs> <laughs>